I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. Welcome back to Carter and Lowry, episode number 49. And I'm here. I'm Dean Lowry. And I'm with, as always, with Sam. And we're back again with Jack to talk about the LV playoffs because it's that time of year. But first, we need a great discussion question, and I have it this week. So Sam and Jack, we'll start with Sam, go to Jack. What is your preferred highlighter color? Um, I mean, I'm a classic man, so I got to go with uh, yellow. It's got to be highlighter yellow. All right. I do like Jack. the classic highlighter yellow, but I think I'm going to have to go with orange. I think it stands out better. And the classic highlighter yellow, it gets really dirty really fast. And the orange just stays cleaner for longer. Jack's got a good point there, but I'm going in the opposite. Not opposite, like a different direction. I'm going with pink. I think that, you know, it just looks the best. It highlights very well. But, you know, I like classic yellow, but, yeah, it it gets pretty dirty pretty quickly. But enough talk about highlighters. It's time to talk about baseball, and I'm here with the National League. we got the rematch the NLCS, but first let's talk about the NLDS. Jack, the Dodgers come back and win uh, 3-2 in the fifth game. Uh, just take us through, you know, what happened uh, so the Dodgers can win those uh, last two games. I mean, the Dodgers just started playing better. The Giants were choking. The Dodgers were hitting their clutch hits. It was a really good game. It was a really great series, as most people expected. Um, 2-1, and final score was in the ninth. I mean, it was a great game, and I'm glad the Dodgers won. Well, I mean, you know, th- nothing more to say. You know, obviously the uh, Braves won their series. So it's time. Uh, it was time for the rematch of the NLCS last year in which the Braves choked a 3-1 lead. Uh, but this year they've hit two walk-offs uh, to win the first two games in Atlanta. Um, so, Jack, uh, you know, are you concerned that this year might be any different? Or are you thinking, you know, you're going to come back again and uh, crush Atlanta's hearts again? Well, I mean, we haven't been playing well. We've lost these games. The Braves haven't beaten us. We've beaten ourselves. I think if we start playing like the team we are, we won't have any trouble. But if we keep making these stupid mistakes like Chris Taylor falling on the base path and other similar things, we're going to lose, and we're not going to pull it out like we did last year. And my final question regarding the uh, NLCS is, is do the Dodgers need to win all three of these games in Los Angeles, or uh, can they get away with uh, being down uh, 3-2 heading back to Atlanta? I think they can get away with being down 3-2. I mean, the Dodger fan base is massive anywhere you go, so right. there are going to be Dodger fans in Atlanta. It's certainly going to be a different vibe, but I do think the Dodgers can be down 3-2 and still win. But obviously, you would rather have the lead going into that. All right, Sam, take us to the American League. Uh, So in the American League, uh, we got the Boston Red Sox playing the Houston Astros. Uh, Jack, what do you think about this? Well, I mean, the Astros are down 1-2 to in the series, which I think has surprised a lot of people. The Red Sox were the heavy underdogs coming into this, but they've just been playing so well. They've hit so many home runs and blown the Astros out in a couple of games. 
they're really surprising everyone. And I think if they keep this momentum, they're going to win at least this series, if not the whole thing. Well, uh, big words um, from a big analyst. And so, you know, every week we're asking you, you know, what what is uh, this uh, World Series matchup going to be? Obviously, you know, a lot of information uh, since last week. Um, but what are you going with predicting the World Series matchup as of right now? As of right now, I'm going to say Red Sox stay hot. They beat the Astros. And Dodgers come back and beat the Braves. All right. And uh, any final thoughts there, Jack or Sam? Nope. Nope. All right, that's about all the time we have for this MLB segment. And we'll be right back with college football. Welcome back to Carter and Lowry in our college football segment. And uh, we are back to talk about some pretty uh, intriguing uh, games here uh, over this past weekend. And Sam, we got to jump to the big one. The big surprise of the weekend, Purdue 24, number two, Iowa 7. Iowa loses by 17 points at home. Sam, what happened here? Um, You know, I I think that uh, Iowa was exposed. Um. Obviously, they're still a good team. Um, you know, they're just they're just not what we thought they were. Um, and I feel like Purdue is always this team to uh, to uh, knock off knock off the Giants. So I was very surprised, though. And uh, now, you know, looking ahead and surveying the landscape of college football as it is right now. Uh, with this loss, does Iowa still have a chance to make the college football playoff, or are they just uh, done at this point, no matter what they do uh, here on in? Um, you know, I feel like they do have a chance, but they'd have to have a lot of things that are out of their control um, go right. Uh, I think that they have to win out and then win the Big Ten, and a few other teams have to have a loss. So I don't uh, think it's likely, but I could – definitely see it happening well i think they're a good team regardless i know they played terribly um you know they still beat penn state and that's an accomplishment in its own but it's gonna be tougher at home just because of how many good teams there are uh on the other side of the big uh big 10 there and but looking at some other games you got number 12 oklahoma state uh coming back and beating number 25 texas 32 24 and number one georgia staying dominant uh 30 to 11 i mean excuse me 30 to 13 over Kentucky, Sam. Uh, can anybody beat Georgia uh, as you see it right now? Um, you know, if you'd asked me a week ago or a week before that, um, I would have said Alabama. Um, but that that Georgia defense, I think, is uh, unstoppable. Unstoppable. We're very close to it. Um, so I'm gonna go with no. I I think that a team the way that Georgia's playing there isn't a team that can beat them. Well, uh, you know they still gotta play the games, and uh, you know a lot of intrigue uh, in the upcoming weeks. You know they gotta play uh, the uh, usual Georgia Florida game, always a rivalry game. Uh, so maybe got knocked off there, but uh, you know they look dominant right now. Uh, but next week, sadly, there are no ranked games uh, between uh, ranked teams. So sad to see. Oh, but there are some really great ones uh, over Halloween weekend. So uh, we'll be back with that. Uh, but Sam, uh, tell us about what happened uh, with Clemson this week. Um, another narrow and scary victory um, against 
the Syracuse Orange. Um, you know, this was a Friday night game uh, following a bye week. Um, so there's no reason, there's no excuse uh, for this game to be as close as it was. Um, I think this just perpetuates the thought that uh, Clemson's not as good as we have been. Um, you know, I feel like really, really good teams just don't get in those situations. Um, so it's it's sad, but yeah. And uh, moving into next week, they'll play at uh, number twenty three Pitt. Uh, any. Uh, any feelings that uh, Clemson could somehow pull out a win uh, in a tough place to play? Not necessarily a tough place to play, but you know, you know they got an NFL sized stadium, and sometimes they fill it up. So you know, are you worried about this uh, game coming up against Pitt? Um, yeah, I am. I I think that it could very well be a loss. Um, Pitt is a very good team. Um, I still think that in totality, Clemson is a is the better team. We just don't play like it. Um, so I think that we definitely can get a win, um, but we'll see. And uh, moving on to the North Carolina Tar Heels, uh, they won this week, 45-42 uh, to 42 against Miami. Uh, they're now 4-3. and three. Um, But, you know, normally I handle the Tar Heels. But me and Sam, we were watching this game, and, you know, you get down. This is a little bit of a coach's decision. I'm going to take you to the situation. North Carolina uh, is up by three. Uh, Miami has the ball on the 20 with about 20 seconds left. It's third down, and they elect to throw the ball instead of taking it. No timeouts, by the way. Well, the clock's right now. They elect to throw the ball. They throw an interception. So, Sam, would you have kneeled it out uh, on the road or played for overtime? Uh, you were a little upset at that call. Uh, what would you think? Um, you know, I feel like if you're Miami, you, you have to kick that field goal to tie. Um, I mean, you're playing – one of the best teams in the ACC. Um, you know, it's not a season that we thought would uh, go like this. Um, but, you know, I feel like Miami has to kick that field goal. And Manny Diaz deserves his contract to be looked at. Uh, check that buyout. Um, because this, this was uh, embarrassingly bad. Uh, to not kick a field goal there. Well, uh, that's all the time we have uh, for this uh, segment of Cardinal Larry. But Sam, any final thoughts? Nope. I'll be right back with the NFL. All right, welcome back to Cardinal Lowry, and we are back with our NFL segment. And uh, I had some excitement uh, with our teams. Two overtime games this week. Um, you know, Sam, just tell us what happened in a wild game of Heinz Field uh, against the Seahawks. Um, you know, I didn't watch it. I wish I had, uh, just cause it was such a great game. Um, but you know, it, it's a Steelers victory. Um, and this season they haven't necessarily come common. Um, so, you know, just keep on, keep on keeping on. Uh, <laughs> and you know, we'll see, we'll see how this season plays out. Um, yeah. Yeah, for those who haven't watched it, um, you know, T.J. Watt with great strip sack uh, in overtime. Says to the field goal, you know, the Steelers, they've been all over the place, but the defense has been there, and uh, T.J. Watt's a big part of that. So, uh, great job, um, you know, Steelers. But the Panthers, 
could not get it done in overtime. They lost 28 to 34 to the Vikings. They're now three and three, third in the NFC South. Um, I don't, I don't know what to say. I thought we were gonna hold them to a field goal on third down. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins gets a lot extra time in the pocket. Fires one down across his body, and uh, they get in for the touchdown. Next week we're playing at the Giants. Um, you know, and next week, uh, you know, we got to get a win. You know, it's it's almost it's almost like we're a train and we were starting out. We were on the tracks, and half of our train is off the tracks right now because without Christian McCaffrey, this offense just can't. He doesn't have that extra little bite, little extra edge to it. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, they're going to need to figure something out because he looks like he won't be back for another couple of weeks. Uh, so, you know, difficult uh, difficult times in Carolina. But, um, Sam, I forgot to ask you, you know, next week you got the divisional matchup against the Browns, who are also 3-3. Three and three. Um, You know, what do you, uh, what do you expect out of that game? Um, you know, uh... That's tough because the Browns are a really good team. Um, but, you know, I, I have to go with the Steelers just because they're my team, you know. I don't have uh, much insight on that. Um, I'm going with the Steelers. Yeah, big matchup uh, there. You know, I really think that this division is so – they're so good uh, on defense. They, will, they know each other so well. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, the wild, wild card team is coming out of this division, so big matchup there. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, it's another great game like we saw um, last week. But, uh, you know, just look ahead. You know, we got – I'm sorry we skipped it uh, because of John Gruden last week, Sam. Uh, but we got the fantasy free-for-all. We're back this week. Yeah. And, Sam, another victory. Uh, take us through it. Um, let's see. So this week – uh, it was it was a um, scary win. Uh, it was the score does not tell the whole story. I beat Jackson Crawford, one hundred twenty four to one hundred six. Um, you know I was down about forty going into uh, Monday night, um, but Josh Allen, and Derek Henry with a com- with a combined nearly uh, seventy points um, to Push me ahead of uh, Jackson to get the W. And uh, looking at my lineup, you know, struggling again with injuries. Um, you know, I'm down to two and four now. Uh, I picked up Taylor Heineke. He got nine points. Uh, Hines was terrible. Trevor Hubbard, it was a nice pickup, but he got 13. Uh, Robert Woods played solidly. Travis Kelsey's solid as always. But a uh, cool thing. Even though I played Arizona's defense, who got 23, Las Vegas' defense, that was a pickup on the spot. And uh, they had three interceptions, a uh, um, you know a blocked punt, I think, and only 24 points allowed. So, you know, that's cool to see. You know, defenses, they're taking the ball away a lot this year. So uh, definitely I would consider switching around uh, as often as possible, um, you know, in your leagues just to try to maximize uh, your uh, potential because, you know, defense – there's always a bit of a separation, you know, quarterbacks normally, they're always about the same, you know, the, the fifth best quarterback and the seventh best quarterback aren't that different, but it's different uh, on defense. Uh, but that's all we, we got uh, for our fantasy free-for-all, but uh, I've had to share some sad news. The Cowboys are dominating, 
and we've decided uh, to retire the NFC East game uh, for this year. Maybe we'll bring it back next year, but uh, not as good of a race as last year. And Sam, any uh, any words uh, to you know bury this uh, little segment of the NFL? Um, you know, I mean, it's not necessarily over yet. Um, it could be back next season. Uh, but you know, it's it's just not as interesting as it was last season. So, uh, thank you. Maybe we'll see you next year. Uh, goodbye. Wow, that was uh, that was pulling the heartstrings right there. Uh, but that's all the time we got uh, for this NFL segment. Uh, Sam, any final thoughts? Nope. We'll be right back, uh, starting off the NBA season. All right, welcome back to Cardin Lowry. In the beginning of the NBA, yeah, uh, it is back tonight, uh, 7.30 on TNT, uh, the ring ceremony for the Milwaukee Bucks. Be there or be square. Um, but first, let's talk about the Hornets, and they have four matchups uh, in this coming week. Uh, they'll put the Pacers uh, to open up the season on Wednesday, and then the Cavs, the Nets, uh, then the Celtics. And uh, Sam, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you uh, for this uh, upcoming season? Um, you know, I've never been as excited as I am now for an NBA season. Um, so I'm going to say a 10. You know, I'm really excited for this Hornets team. Um I feel like there's a lot of familiar faces um, on this Hornets team, so I'm looking forward to this season. And uh, we do have to talk about uh, the disappointment uh, that the Hornets put up in the preseason yeah. game we went to against the Mavericks. They lost by almost 70 points. Sam, describe what it was like uh, to watch that for 48 minutes. Um, you know, the game was, was uh, awful. The game was the worst sporting event that I've ever seen. Um, a pathetic performance by the Hornets. James Booknight did have a good game, um, but we were watching it courtside, so that added an extra element of uh, coolness, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, but, you know, it was a great experience. Yeah, um, you know, thanks to Josh Simmons for getting us up with the seats, but terrible performance. Hopefully, that doesn't translate uh, over to our, uh, you know, home opener against the Indiana. But, uh, you know, you should only just see that happen. I mean, 59 points, really, in a professional basketball game. Um, but, you know, we're just looking ahead at this week, Sam. Um, you know, looking at the Pacers, Cavs, Nets, and Celtics, um, what should. Uh, what is your goal? Uh, how many wins do you want to pick up uh, out of that uh, little quartet of games? Um, I think that uh, two and two is what I'm looking for, um, but three and one would be, uh, I think, exceptional. Um, I think we should definitely beat the Cavaliers and then hopefully beat the Pacers after what they did to us in the uh, playoff um, plan games. And then I think we could maybe beat the Celtics um, like we did last season when me and Dean went. Mm. But I don't see us beating the Nets, yeah. so we'll see. All right, and uh, we do got to talk about opening night, you know, some intriguing matchups. Um, obviously, the Bucks will play as traditional so they can uh, raise their banner 
and get their rings. Uh, that game's at 7.30, but they do play um, an old rival. I want to say an old rival, a new rival, because of a heated seven-game playoff series last year against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, his whole situation, um, I believe, I don't know if he's playing or not. Um, I wish I knew. I wish I could tell you. But I think it's a game-time decision just because for the team feels because, you know, he's, he's having some rough patches with the management as, uh, you know, is obvious. Um, but let's assume for the purposes of your guessing, Sam, that Kyrie uh, is playing. And uh, who you got in this uh, first matchup? Um, you know, I'm going to side uh, with my gut. I'm going to go with the Bucks, um, just because I feel like after a season like they had last year, they're just going to have more fire um, than this shaky Nets team with uh, the drama with Kyrie Irving. So I'm going with the Bucks. And uh, looking uh, to the later game, uh, we got a little action in L.A. Uh, the Warriors with a new look uh, back with Steph and Clay, the Sla- Splash Brothers, not the Slash Brothers. Uh, we'll be back. They're playing at the Lakers um, with the addition of uh, Carmel Anthony and Russell Westbrook. Um, you know, that game is a 10. Uh, who you got here? Uh, do, does Clay Thompson come out and make a statement, or do you think the Lakers just have too much talent? Um, unfortunately, I think that the Lakers have too much talent. Um, but honestly, I think that uh, the, Warrior, the, the Warriors will keep it close. Um, I don't see them getting a victory. All right, and one final thing we have to talk about. The Ben Simmons situation has escalated. He was back at practice today, uh, but if you saw any of the pictures, uh, he had his phone in his pocket. He looked um, honestly bored uh, going through those drills. He did not put his hand in the team huddle, and he just looked like he didn't want to be there. And uh, Sam, I got to ask you, you know, with all these events, if you are Daryl Morey, the Sixers GM, what are you doing about uh, Ben Simmons? Uh, I I just would assume not deal with him. Um, Just trade him like he wants to be. Um, It's just there's it's a lose lose as it is right now. so I I don't see why they're still dealing with him. Well, uh, you know, the feeling is, you know, they can't get that great of a trade because nobody wants to deal with him anyways. But So I guess it's a lose-lose-lose situation, and uh, unless that happens, so somebody's going to budge. Um, we'll see uh, what happens. Uh, but, you know, a lot of excitement around the league. Starting back up tonight. Uh, but Sam, any final thoughts? Nope. All right, that's going to do it for episode number 49 of Corden Lowry. You'll hear from us next Tuesday.